So on this episode of the podcast, I spoke to a friend of mine, Sam, and Sam is a menstrual cycle coach. And if you don't know what that is, it's an education. And I did learn a lot. Um, and we go into conversations about the the flow, the cycle, the energy cycles, the emotional cycles. And like with all of these things, you've got to be open to the education and understanding. And one of the things that Sam and I got into a lot is actually that one of the problems is the, the way we communicate and the barrier that that can put in place. And hopefully we both between us did a great job of getting over that. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, this episode, and please like, subscribe or comment. And please do check out Sam. Hello, Sam. Welcome to the David Watson podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me here. You're very welcome, very welcome. And just for context, you and I actually know each other. Yes. Yeah. Quite a long time now, actually. It's got this, probably is nearly, is it nearly like a decade? Yeah, about eight years. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I, ne- even, I never realised that. I never thought about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> So, so I've invited you on today because you have a, a kind of similar subject that I've discussed before, but from a kind of, well, I suppose this is pre-menopause and actually the menstrual cycle is what happens before we get to the, uh, we, before women get to the, the menopause. Um, and I did do uh, a, a long podcast with a, a lady called Corolla who was suffering from uh, the menopause and in that as well we discussed the perimenopause and the and one of the things that came up in that podcast that I wasn't aware of at the time is how little is known about it how difficult it can be to get an actual diagnosis and just how quite simply uh, and you and I were just kind of t- discussing this pre me recording um, how difficult it is to get into conversation with women about it and yet it can be absolutely devastating and I think, and I don't obviously know, have any personal experience of this, um, but it could be the same with menstrual cycles. Hmm. It is. It's, um, I'm amazed doing the work that I do about how little women understand about their own bodies, their cycles. Um, and for myself, when I started getting into this work and I was like, wow, what? why are we not taught this at school? Yeah. <laughs> why Why am I in my mid-30s and just finding this out? And so, yeah, part of my work is really to create this um, awareness of um, really the power and guidance that the menstrual cycle can allow women um, and how much of a comfort that can be um and can really answer a lot of questions i think that a lot of women have and once they realize what's going on in their body they're like oh that's why that is you could <laughs> it's a bit it, of an aha moment it is because i don't know i'm not like the most up-to-date person of my history but a, a lot of uh religious ceremonies going back were focused around the menstrual cycle and it was you know like hundreds of years ago kind of before we became industrialized uh tribal awareness 
was much greater about the, the menstrual cycle, its purpose, when women were ovulating, when women were at their strongest, when women were at their best, and, and when women would kind of be quieter and the reasons why that. And it was that they were much more in tune with their body and what that your, the body was going through and what it meant. Yeah, definitely. I mean, though, back in the day, you know, women were treated like an oracle for like a few days a month during yeah. their um, period um, because um, we're naturally a little bit more, well, connected to ourselves during that time um, because of what's going on in our, in our, in our body and energetically. Um, um, there's a lot more time for reflection and being a lot more insular and and that can um, create a lot more clarity around things and so yeah but we were um, fertility rituals I mean you know the, the fact that we can grow a human inside us is quite cool <laughs> so I mean like we were really revered as these like um, uh, you know um, yeah, it's pretty significant and... yeah it, it is pretty significant yeah. Yeah. we won't dismiss it I mean uh, it's kind of how the human race developed <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, there were a lot of uh, rituals and ceremonies, you know, um, devoted to fertility. Um, and somewhere, you know, in time that kind of got lost. Um, the Industrial Revolution kind of didn't really leave space for cyclical beings and people with cycles to observe their natural uh, uh, energies. And uh, we've kind of ended up living in a more linear society, um, just the way it is. It was, um, you know, women didn't have a lot of say around, you know, the Industrial Revolution kind of time. And so it is a very, quite a male energies like world. And that's not a bad or a good thing. That's just, it's a neutral, that's just kind of how um, society is working in this nine to five, situation men have a um a different cycle of energy um that allows them to be a lot more linear with that they have what um women experience in a month men um fall uh, have in a day it's more of a um uh the words has gone from my mind anyway that kind of fluctuations we have in a month you have in a day so it means mm. that you're able to maintain another level of energy um um that we can't and so being as women being sort of well uh forced to work in a in a society that doesn't really allow us those to observe and respect those peaks and troughs of energy is has caused some significant issues over time <laughs> yeah i think it it's, it's a very difficult one because pre, pre kind of will it be pre-farming so, which goes back, I think, about approximately 5,000 generations, which is roughly about 10,000 years or something. Uh, might be a bit longer. Up until that point, when we weren't farming, everybody just kind of, it, it was more like everybody roamed, and you roamed a certain area, and everything was done. Everybody had their role within your, not only based on whether you're male or female, but your, your status in the group that you were in. You know, it was with farming that we slowly, uh, I think it was with the discovery of wheat, as in when we actually stopped moving around and started be, stopped being nomadic and started farming wheat, that we then got stuck in these cycles that are more familiar 
that we see today, which is then where the cycles of the Industrial Revolution came along. Um, mm. And interestingly, I, and I only actually learned this today because I was listening to uh, a chap talking about the history of coffee, of all things, and the history of caffeine. Um, because pre-hot drinks, uh, everybody, including children, um, just drink alcohol because it was the only clean source of liquid that you could drink you couldn't drink water because people didn't boil it you wouldn't have hot water so like 1200s and all of that all right up until about 16 1700 when people would drink tea and coffee um that's mm -hmm. when um children you you just give them like a form of cider in the morning with breakfast but everybody so everybody was constantly kind of drunk um not in the way that we imagine it yeah not in the way that we imagine it but it was the only clean source a uh, fluid that you could drink be it ale mead or cider and which is a long stretch from where, what we were talking about but this but it, it's it's the way that so the reason um like so things like even then we were doing things abnormal you know what i mean it's been going on for hundreds of years and you literally got up when it was daylight and you went to bed when it was nighttime because things like mm -hmm. candles and stuff unless you're in a monastery or wealthy things like candles were too expensive to burn you know, so yeah. you, it was just darkness. And we then, with that, we lost all of these moon cycles, all of these sun cycles, all of these seasons that we we take for, well, we don't take for granted because we still don't know what that would mean if we were to go back to that sort of lifestyle because we've never experienced it. Yeah. And even to an extent, um, you know, in the farming community, we do, we're still observing sort of cycles of the year and the, um, you know our, you know our daylight out, uh, uh, circadian rhythm. That's, that's what it. I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it would come back to me if I stopped trying to think it. Um, yeah, the, we're much more in tune with that and sort of the cycles of the year. I mean, we're wrapped in cycles as human beings, um, lunar cycles and their and their impacts and the the season and you know having that sort of harvest and winter and eating seasonally that was still sort of in play but as soon as we sort of took it to this kind of like nine to five kind of thing that I think was the well was the real pinnacle in us becoming detached yeah. from those um I think I think um, the last I'm trying to think I'd say probably the 90s is when I started to notice I don't think it was before then, because I still remember things like strawberries only being available at certain times. Do you know what I mean? Whereas mm -hmm. I'm sure it was about the 90s that we started to notice you could have whatever you wanted any time of the year. And I'm mm. sure somehow that must have had an effect. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, and, and for women, it's probably like only our grandmother's generation or depending how old you are, but maybe even maybe three generations have like been employed in work. Um, and yeah, as I think as a consequence of um, being in that nine to five kind of structure or, you know, some variation of that, it's, um, it's created a lot of um, societal pressures around um, the expectations on those um, who have cycles and that bleed to um, maintain a level of energy that is not sustainable and the impact of that is um, there's a lot of shame around um, periods 
and what that means that somehow we're going to see less than because they have a period because uh, or that they're seen as irrational or unreliable um you know stay away from them they're snappy <laughs> all of this kind of um, stigma but... that goes um along with it um and by uh, sort of default of us having to push past um you know what our bodies indicating we need yeah i'm not surprised we get snappy <laughs> but the, the only thing is i'm just gonna put in a little caveat to this because who okay. who created these stereotypes because it wasn't men that started talking about them and it wasn't men that no. made us do, do you see what i'm saying we get we get a lot of a lot of flack for things that we're, we're not really involved in but then when we kind of take the jokes up so in all of the relationships i've ever had it's always the woman that's warned me well, at this time of the month, I'm going to be angry. This time of the month, I want chocolate. This time of the month, I want the blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and it's... it's but, yeah. What, so so here, here's the other thing. What do you want me to... How do you want me to do something about it? If you can't control it, nor can I. Ah, but that's the thing. We can control it, but as of yet, and I was very carefully not mentioning gender <laughs> because um, I don't think that it's like on men that they've created these things. I think um, a little bit women have noticed these things in themselves and somehow or another between um, observa observation of partners and men and women noticing these things in themselves, there has been this stigma that's become attached um, to periods and what it means to have them. But I do definitely think there's a clumsiness around men when men, do you know what I mean? Look, and, and the bottom line is some men are just dickheads. Do you know what I mean? And, and, we'll, and we'll just yeah. be stupid about stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they're the same... In my experience, they're the same people that are dickheads and stupid about everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you can either just keep your mouth shut or actually just show a little sort of sensitivity and empathy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, I just don't think, um, and um, I'll get onto like a little bit more about the structure and maybe it'll make sense, but... Um, a little bit, I think, because um, there hasn't been that education for women around their um, energy, at least not in a very tangible, clear way that women can relate to in their bodies. Um, yeah, there, there has been this kind of like, oh, well, I'm not as good at this time. You know, that kind of feeling of somehow not being as good, that I'm not as good as exercising around here. I'm not as good at my job around this time. And somehow yeah. that's fed back to this idea that during your period, you are less than. And that is not the case. Um, and yeah, is it okay if I explain a little bit more about yeah, this? Yeah, no, the podcast is, is, it's a, it's for the benefit of education and talking openly, do you know what I mean? The, the only caveat okay. I'm going to have to, to, to put in, though, is we both need an understanding that there may be some clumsiness around this. Yes. OK, <laughs> that's, that's part of the that's part of the learning process. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, so. In a menstrual cycle, um, there's a few things um, that are most important to know. So 
um, a period is not the cycle. A period is one phase of the cycle. And um, uh, though cyclical beings or those that have periods at all times fall into one phase of the cycle and there are four phases. So there will never be a day that goes by that, that um, we don't fall into one of those phases. So um, after the period, um, which is the time um, we bleed, there's the uh, pre-ovulatory phase. There is the um, ovulatory phase and the pre-menstruum, and then we start all over again. And this, like on the face of it, doesn't, this is some, you know, physiology and, 101 <laughs> it doesn't really mean no but it's actually much. quite important because it's actually to do with the reproductive cycle yes so what tends to happen in these phases is um so the um this is kind of like a, a real sort of snapshot into it but the two main uh, reproductive hormones um women have are uh, estrogen and progesterone so from um the the, the cycle if you're tracking and charting and counting your cycle days, um, it starts from uh, day one of uh, the period, the first day um, uh, you bleed. And from that point onwards, so from day one, your estrogen and progesterone are rock bottom. And for on average, um, it's about five days, but it can be anything from two to seven days of period loss. Um, your your estrogen and progesterone um, will be really low, and that will cause low energy in the body. So it's not that oh, I think I don't, you know, like I think there's something wrong with me, or I think I feel like I don't have energy. I mean, we don't. Mm. <laughs> it's just a fact. So that because of those hormones being at rock bottom. Um, um, that causes like a significant tiredness in the body. So uh, towards the end of the period, the estrogen is a dominant hormone and starts to rise and it will continue to rise until ovulation where it peaks. And this, like for anyone that's into their um, sort of wellness or more esoteric work, that's a yang energy. That's a very like masculine uh, rising energy um, because we all have masculine and feminine energies within us and yeah so that that you can think of that estrogen like a really yang energy so it starts low and, and by sort of day can i just sorry yeah. can i just clarify and that's yes. when women become more sexual isn't it is that correct so if you think uh, yes but only really towards um the ovulatory um phase so if we were to look at, uh, this is uh, a 28 de uh, day cycle is kind of like this standard template used. However, I'd just like to say that's not the norm by no. far. It's just often gets referred to. So cycles between um, uh, 22 to 34 days can be, or are considered normal. And, you know, most people fit, you know within that um which is why of, they uh, they tell they tell women you should count your cycles so you know which one you are exactly um but if we kind of look at 28 days because it's kind of spoken about a lot but yeah but by no means is that like the gold standard um so or by day 14 um in a 28 day cycle um and with a balanced um so healthy cycle um 
estrogen will have peaked and that is the time where your libido starts to raise because if you think about it in the animal kingdom like if we weren't like evolved beings what your body's trying to do is wrap you up to get pregnant because all your body wants to do but, every month is just but that's the problem isn't it we're not evolved out. we're not evolved beings we're animals <laughs> yeah. so, well but, yes but 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 this is sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off but this i think this is one of the biggest problems we have in society we try and pretend we're not what we are instead of understanding we what we are so we the yes. do, do you know what I mean if we were truly evolved we would understand our true selves and that like these cycles actually this is when you become more receptive and more productive and these are the reasons why do you know what I mean mm -hmm. because we're part of an animal kingdom that has a cycle you know and yeah do you know what I mean and it's, it's understanding those principles that help us actually evolve yeah yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I'll put it this uh, way now, right? I mean... if, if you taught men, this is the horny cycle, this is the don't touch cycle, and this is why, they would be much more receptive to it. Because, and, and I'm not trying to belittle it, it's, it's talking to them in a language they understand. Because Yes, I mean, it's not quite so black and white. But, but... It, you, but you have to make the start. The, yes, the thing that's very that starting conversation. The thing that's very difficult when, like like you you and I have had this conversation having this conversation and we've already discussed that this could get clumsy right and, and we're going to just be patient with each other it's already out there so we both know we might trip up on things right one of the things I mean I learned this through coaching and, and through doing podcasts as well and just through coaching people and mentoring right is we have to accept who we are before you can ever progress right <clears throat> and Men are never really, like on certain subjects, going to be able to get a woman to understand their experience from their point of view. And women will mm -hmm. never be able to communicate the menstrual cycle to men from your point of, from the way that you experience it and your point of view. And when I did that conversation, I had the conversation with Crowley, we were talking about the menopause and stuff. We were discussing how you communicate it. And the best thing you can do with men is put it in a format that they understand that but don't expect them to understand your experience because you i i can't experience a menstrual cycle and nothing you do is going to help you that just like you can't be a 14 year old boy walking around with an erection with no idea why that's happening because our mm. hormones are raging in a different way and and there's no way that the two the two can cross and to go back to energy that's the yin and yang and you can't make yeah. one the other. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do you know what I mean? So one is yin, one is yang. They're always going to be that black and white. But it's how you communicate so that people know the boundaries, the rules. But there's too much focus on you don't understand my experience. No, I, I'm not going to. You know. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, it's very you know for you know not just genders, but you know different uh, cultures, different religions, cultures, generations, sizes, shapes. Yeah. Like we can only understand our own lived experience. And, can you imagine our grandparents like... listening to this conversation between a man and a woman on a public forum? <laughs> They'll be like horrified. <laughs> so we have moved on. We have evolved. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, it's happening. Um, but. But this is why I really want to take this information to women so that they can start to have the conversations because it's not really until we 
yes, it might be our lived experience, but maybe we don't understand it or recognize it all, which goes back to what you were saying. Like we yeah. have to know ourselves and maybe we're not that evolved because we don't really understand and I do, I do, in our bodies. I do think like without trying to stereotype, I do think men need to kind of get a grip of their education on this. I, I do. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's it's round pegs and square holes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this part of the conversation is, um, you know, for women is to, and where you can use different strengths in the cycle, um, you know, there's different phases of the cycle that will give you different strengths and, 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 and using some of those uh, strengths to help you have those difficult conversations and be open about it um, because, it's a much more empowering place to sit from when you can say this is happening in my body i know that it, why i feel like this and this is what i need to happen and now i need to communicate that it really is an invitation working with the cycle is really an invitation to be uh, a little bit stronger about setting your your boundaries yeah. um, and what you need and when and respecting your energy levels and you know for and and not and releasing some of that shame and societal pressure that's um you know that's, that has occurred for whatever reasons and so yes i totally agree there needs to be like a much better dialogue um and uh, uh people that i work with and other people within this work i know that their partners are really cycle aware and in long-term relationships and um, their partners often spot their sort of transition days yeah. between phases quicker than you know that than the the that they do because it's uh i know my uh, my my partner he can spot sometimes a shift happening in me and i'm like oh something's changed and i didn't recognize it yeah. and and that is quite a ni nice place to be from but it's part what were what would help build on that is this like deep awareness for women to have in themselves so going back to what we were saying about the in the cycle phases like yeah yes estrogen does rise just before ovulation because if we thought of ourselves in terms of um you know without our sort of conscious mind our body's just trying to get us pregnant yeah. every month that's what it, that's what it's trying to do so if you think about it in those times, you know, the estrogen's rising, um, the, the hormones want to like get us out of that hibernation cave into the world, um, makes us, it gives that kind of like, this is me energy, maybe more like conversational, more sociable, maybe a bit flirty, maybe a bit horny, maybe, you know, just more outward. That's that mm. yang energy. And, mm. and so, yes, uh, uh, theoretically libido does um increase during that time however due to everyone having a different lived experience that doesn't always occur in everyone because there's there's not always that balance would, would another way cycle. would have another way of saying it receptiveness improves or is better as opposed to just the the term libido because it's not as simple as that is it is there, there's a kind of a chemistry a biological chemistry going on that is is almost instructing the body to say, look, we need to think about um, making babies. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not yes. it's it's different to the kind of the yang sex drive, if you like. It, it's yes. not. I mean, 
so inside the body that's what's happening but we have to also take into account the fact that we do have conscious minds that we have per different personalities and different things going on and if someone is under a period of a lot of stress um then and i and i did uh make sure to say like that is the case maybe in a balanced cycle but there's so many women with imbalance in their cycles that where they don't get this lovely rise in energy yeah. um uh, you know uh, stress is uh, like number one cause in imbalanced uh, cycles you know uh, cortisol gets involved and like you know well what happens is like when you're experiencing stress is that the body shuts down any like non uh you know, primary non functions yeah non -essential. and getting pregnant yeah <laughs> getting pregnant is not really a priority for a body if it thinks it's under attack no so, but that, that's you know, why that... when the the first thing to go with men when they're stressed is their erections it's not essential yeah it's not essential for you to survive yeah. So you yeah. don't need to reproduce right now. And it, it's it's almost a genetic, I'm going to say, and I, I can't prove this, but I'm sure it's probably out there somewhere. It's probably a genetic stamp that if you're not on your best, you shouldn't be breeding. Because we are biologically animals. And in yeah. any any animal environment, when it's stressed, they can't mate. Yeah. Yes, because the body is trying to do all it can to sort of Yeah, now's not a good time to do, to do it. To... Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's now's yeah. not a good time. It's like, you know, because... If if you went back hundreds of thousands of years and, and you're nomadic or whatever, it's like, no, there's famine on right now. Now's not a good time to be trying to raise children. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. it's a kind of like a an almost a biological safety check. Otherwise, yeah. it, you know, you'd be breeding in the most inappropriate times in the most hostile conditions. So as soon as your yeah. body experiences stress, no, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. It's and yeah, it's, and it's really interesting. Um, but there's other factors as well. Um, perhaps if you are someone that's more of an introvert, you're gonna find this time being in that yang energy really triggering because that goes against your very nature. Yeah. You want to be like not so out there. And so, yes, biologically, there's this. Uh, you know, there is this increase in in um, fertility. Uh, lots, there's lots of other indicators that the body has become more fertile as well as that little um, increase in libido but how the individual deals with that and negotiates through that you know can be um, you know but you know so vastly different but I think that's the important thing isn't it it's, it is individual like you said that the 28 day eight, eight day cycle it just is bollocks no pun intended but to do what I mean it's just like it's it's just not there isn't a, a perfect a gold standard i think is the word you used earlier and yeah, it's yeah it, these the, the menstrual cycle is so individual and and i think that again yes. that, that that's a big issue around the topic yeah um but this uh ovulatory phase is the one that gets kind of the limelight because you know women think oh i only get like one good week of my cycle and this is like the week but but there's actually a real like there's so much i don't know magic to each like phase i'm trying to think of a better word than magic <laughs> my woo woo coming out but um <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah there's like just this um there is such uh um, well okay here's bridge. another way of, okay. of of bridging the woo woo right is okay. you can you can refer to it as yin and yang energy you can refer to it as steric uh historic energy or yeah. it's 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 simple biological chemistry. Now, what causes it 
you can debate that with whoever you want for years. Um, people are going to go down their own belief systems. But the, the fact of the matter is something does happen within these cycles and that starts off a chemical change and that chemical change affects your mood emotionally. And there's times when it's, if you, you, if you get in tune with that, as you were saying earlier, there's, if you get in tune with those cycles, there's great times to start projects, to get enthusiastic, to, to charge after things and, and to achieve things mm-hmm. and get things done. And then as it starts to, to phase into a different phase, that's when you can start doing self-reflection, self-care and, mm-hmm. and kind of hibernating if you want, for want of a better term. But it, it, it's being in tune with them and then using them more to get that balance so that yeah. you're living an optimal life between achieving and resting. Do you know what I mean? Being yeah. being out there yeah. and then being internal and having reflection and expression. Yeah. And there, there's all of these things. You, yeah, sorry. You just uh-huh. touched on something that's really important when you said uh, restful. And I'll get on to the importance of that. Um, um, but just to sort of finish the cycle. Um, so after ovulation, then comes the premenstruum. And uh, estrogen starts to drop uh, significantly and progesterone takes over as the more dominant hormone. And progesterone is like the yin to the yang so of estrogen. So it's it has this very much more insular, kind of reflective, creative, but it's not like having no energy. It's not the same thing. It's more time like think like wrapping things up getting stuff done in preparation a more sort of like harvest energy like you would would do at the end of the year you know getting stuff wrapped up and um and this can be such a, a enjoyable phase to be in but the thing that uh a lot of women experience is um irritability um pain discomfort um you know a lot of like uh negative self-talk and this kind of stuff um but actually if we were allowed more opportunity to rest during our um period phase um that would have a knock-on effect because I always explain it like you may imagine those like old Nokia batteries. If you go yeah. into yeah. your period with like one bar, <clears throat> if you don't plug it in or limit your usage, you're going to end up with a flat battery. <laughs> I just like that. No, like but that, that... battery. Yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, so it makes sense. Like we have to limit our usage. Like we have to like rest, allow ourselves to rest a little bit more. Like your period is not the week to go above and beyond. It's the week to like rest. It is so very crucial in the rest of our cycle health to um take a moment to to rest and that doesn't have to be like just booking three days holiday off of work although that would be amazing but it just means like um yeah like i said like not going above and beyond that well that's when you Um, don't book a a dinner party for 10 people yes that's exactly it because because it's when you don't do sleepovers with the kids do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that, that's like... it, isn't it? You, you, you've got to respect respect that fatigue and, and, yes. and allow the yeah. regeneration. Yes. And then what that means is we go into the cycle feeling much more balanced. 
um, if we take that time to rest. So roundabout ovulation, maybe there is that increase in energy because we allowed ourselves to rest. And then when we get around to the premenstrual phase, instead of us feeling like very like irritated and frustrated, it can instead be this like really beautiful time of creativity, of reflection, of like, it's a, a much more sort of me time. It's not the same as like just a complete time out. It's just no. a step back. And um, and I really love it. I explain it like, um, you know, when uh, in autumn, when it's really bright and sunny outside, but then you get out of the car and then it's just like a definite crisp in there. <laughs> so hang on, like I'm just going to say, are, are you saying that it's like if I approach you, it's like you, you appear warm and sunny, but you're quite cold and frosty. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant at all. <laughs> no, what I mean to say is it's more about because the ovulation phase can be a lot about being out there and doing stuff for other people and the um the premenstruums are more about doing stuff for yourself so maybe you have a little less patience and maybe it's like you're not such a people pleaser during this time yeah. and i I think it's really important to put like boundaries in like limiting like social media so you don't go on and like all this comparison nonsense and imposter syndrome and like negative self-talk um, don't uh, sort of, uh, we don't leave ourselves vulnerable to that. And, you know, um, I do get a bit sharper, but I think that's not like cold and frosty, just a bit like, no, I don't want to do that. But um, I, I think that's being like I, a complete sentence. <laughs> but I, I, but I do think that that that's important. That that when these cycles come round, and is that actually you, like you saying, if if you want to be have you know, the, the the best of anything or be at optimal performance, you you have to recognise your rest cycles. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about this in physical training and exercise all the time. You know, is any any good PT. Will will the first thing they'll want you to do is recognise your fatigue cycles. You don't, so you're not overtraining. And they 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 will a good PT will tell people, stop, stop training. You need to take two days off, three days off, you know. And there's apps now out there now that track your sleep, the quality of your sleep, because these guys get really serious about it, and people kind of think it's all about oh balancing. You know, you can't get you know you make your abs in the kitchen and all that. No. They're now measuring hormone levels. They do their bloods every six weeks. They track their sleep patterns, how the quality of their sleep. And and these aren't professional athletes. These are just hobbyist bodybuilders or strongmen, you know, and they are that into, no, I didn't get this many sleep cycles in this week, so I'm not going to lift that. I'm not going to try that. I need to improve that recovery side of my life so that when the energy is there, I can hit, I can hit it at an optimal and so, so why would I mean? I know that's a kind of very black and white bloke way to approach it. But to me, why would the menstrual cycle be any any different? If you're not going to respect the phase of the cycle you're in, how can you expect the next phase to be optimal for you? Yeah, that, I completely agree. Um, and if we go back to the sort of um, before our conscious minds were about um the progesterone like is trying to sort of counter the the sort of estrogen that's sort of like here i am let's get pregnant kind of vibe to um to like well the body hopes that you've got a baby going on and so it wants you to be a little bit more drawn back it doesn't want you to like keep going out and being sociable because you know it's trying to 
like now do its nesting um but then you know it'll realize um you know it's a, it's about uh, between 10 and 16 but, days it takes to realize that it's not having a baby and then our cycles will start all over but again. there's there's a thing in and i i'm pretty sure it's a little undecided undecided completely but they they're, they're also pretty sure that especially when you go back in time because we've lost touch with so much of our origins as humans you know of, mm-hmm. of how we were as a species through these different um phases of the menstrual cycle like you said women would change fer- uh, hormones would change pheromones would change and men would be much more receptive to this you know because the and apart from a couple of species of chimpanzees i think we're the only and we, we're actually let's just say with mammals mammals are the only species that have sex for pleasure every other species it's it's just mating that, that's the only reason mm-hmm. they do it is for, for reproduction and for passing on uh, their genes but we would have been much more in tune with the natural cycles um as men as well because of we would have been that there was the subtle cues the subtle hints you know and it, it and it is to do with the hormone changes the pheromone changes the body changes slightly lips can become more flush they can, you can start to swell in certain areas and again it's different for everybody but you know you know through evolution we were much more in tune to that on both sides male and females you know yeah. so like you say after that the, um, there was reproduction so to speak the body would just okay where are we is this going to happen now yeah. And yeah. everybody would have known that. Everybody would have respected that. Whereas, like you say, now it's like, well, no, you've still got a twelve-hour shift to do tomorrow. No one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, it is difficult. <clears throat> um, and and um, part of working with the cycles and um, understanding this information, um, I find it really helps to um, give my clients um, uh, like a more tangible uh, framework instead of like the talking about our, our hormones and, and the way I've described it. And this really is a bit of a, a game changer when this sinks in. But one of the best ways, one of the best frameworks to layer over that hormonal cycle and the biological goings on in the body to give it real tangible qualities of understanding is to relate it to the seasons. Yeah. Um, and so this uh, was coined by um, a lady from uh, the Red School who the Red School have done a lot of work in this area um, um, for for many years now. And this idea of layering it with the seasons um, was developed um, by one of them. I can't remember her name. No, there's two of them, by one of them. Um, and so when we start to look at it like that, we can think of menstruation being an inner winter. And then that makes sense. Winter, yeah. what do you do? You go inside, you sit on the sofa, you rest, you take time. The days are shorter. It's yeah. really about being like cozy. And then we move around into inner spring for the, um, uh, the pre-ovulatory phase. And so immediately there's that idea of this kind of budding energy, this, you know, little sprouting seeds of potential, the, that rising energy. But you've got to be careful here because if you go too big too soon, like if you've ever put bulbs out too early in the garden and a late frost can just wipe I was, gonna, I was wondering if we could, you're going to mention frost. We're back to being cold and frosty. 
The sun off, sunny and warm. We're back to cold and frosty. But but it, what I mean is it can be a very tender time. Yeah. Not so much a frosty on the outside, but it's like if you go too big in spring too soon, yeah. then it can have a detrimental effect. So it's a budding energy. So if you go to like level 10 in your inner spring, it's going to cause some imbalance, some frustration yeah. because your energy isn't quite with you. So then uh, no surprise, we move to inner summer uh, ovulation. And this makes sense. That's that sort of like, this is me. Energy, full bloom. You know, yeah. Full bloom. So, you know, outside barbecues with friends long days that kind of energy being sociable talking um and then we come all the way around to the premenstruum for inner autumn um and then yeah it just it makes sense it's this you know sort of harvest time that going inward you're starting to wrap things up it's not a time of like being sedentary it can be an extremely productive time it's just it's not like with that like out there energy it's more about being um taking care of like internal things being very creative like if you're at work it would be maybe not the time to launch projects but the time to wrap projects up and then we come all the way around into winter and when you layer on that framework that is when like a lot of my clients are like oh my goodness like it just really lands for them in their body because yeah. We understand the seasons, and that makes sense. It does, though, isn't it? Because that's what makes things tangible. If you can typically connect it to something that we understand really well, mm-hmm. there are people like, oh, yeah, I can get that, I can get that. And it's probably a good time to mention, we could, we haven't actually discussed at all what it is you do. I'm a menstrual coach. <laughs> so, yeah, my, so my official title is a menstrual wellness and embodiment coach. And um, uh, so I... Um, coach women who are working with their cycles so really when I talk about the that seasonal structure it is just one way of um, one framework of working with the cycle there's other other entry points to understand it um, but yes I work with women to help them understand the goings on in their body um, so that they can then utilize them because that's the thing once we understand that we understand like where our strengths lie and where we need to step back and and that gets you know things get really exciting then um and as somebody that's uh, myself i've been working with my cycle for you know 18 months and um it's been significant in my life um and shifting different ways I understand myself, uh, utilizing my energy at different phases. I, um, I'm self-employed, so I, I, I run my business around my cycle, like a hundred percent. So I know when to schedule in work, when not to schedule in work. Um, um, and also as part of what I do, um, I'm a, a qualified yoga teacher. So, um, that takes, um, care of the embodiment part because what I've really found from experience is understanding as a, as I guess another framework another entry point into understanding is to really embody in a physical way how how we're feeling it can give a lot more insight um and there definitely is a very strong tie between our physical abilities at different times of the month um and you know to the point where you know women's football teams are now coaching with their cycle uh main mainstream athletes are also 
coaching uh, being coached with their cycle um there's different um injuries prone at different phases of the cycle so um it's now very commonly recognized um that we also need to adjust our movement accordingly um to like you said take care of like our you know our rest days and um work with the energy levels and it's in a nutshell it's this consistent process of working with our bodies rather than against it so that we're starting to release tension rather than causing more dis-ease in the body um but the the more that um i've seen my clients work with their cycles the more like the things that they keep like the more stones they keep upturning the more like that i get it like and the more shifts that are mm. and yeah it's, um, but it is isn't it because if, if you exciting. can it's 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 like it's like everything to whether it's human beings whether it's nature anything like that if you learn to work with something in the same direction and don't resist it the path is just smoother every day every time it's it's when you get to a point you're like i don't want to do that like, yeah but you're going to be pushing water uphill and it's not going to happen too many it just isn't so you resist it anyway and then you wonder why oh shit that's gone a bit south that's all gone wrong. That's all gone sour. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, the, the world's been trying to tell you that's not the way to do it. And with, with anything, when you understand who you are, you, you understand, and not just physically, but emotionally. And, and this applies to everybody, men or women, doesn't, you know, I don't give a shit who, who's listening. It's if, if you have emotional cycles, physical cycles, whether it be around menstruals, whether it be around sleep, it, it, it doesn't matter. If you ignore the phase of each cycle, you'd, it's just going to become problematic, either emotionally, physically, whatever. But if you respect them, learn about them, and learn how you can be optimal emotionally, physically, when you need to rest, when you need to be respectful of them, you, your life becomes much, much better. It, it just improves because of that reason. You're in tune with your own natural energy flow, your own emotional cycles whatever they are yeah i totally agree and um it just there's so much to it rather than just you know just thinking okay well i'll do more stuff in summer and i'll do less stuff in winter the the impact is is really huge um but but part of the biggest um challenge is really unraveling from the expectations and pressures put on uh, uh, cyclical beings from society as well as those that they put on themselves um this is idea it... of being less than so here's here's another another thought on that mm -hmm. is because the problem with expectations placed on society is it's a very good way of saying I'm not responsible for my inner society, my own self. Mm -hmm. It's because there, the, 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 there may be societal expectations, but you place the expectation on yourself. Yeah, I hear you. There is a part of that, but you also have to get to a point where that you can see that oh, I'm placing it on myself. 
there's a kind of an awareness yeah. that it comes that comes with it there has <clears> to be like a part part of the journey already done to see okay yeah i i realize i thought they were societal expectations but actually it's just what i tell myself which yeah is the case for everything but i'm not i'm not feels... saying i'm not saying the societal expectations don't exist mm-hmm. i just think my issue with those terms is we forget we are society. You and I yeah. are society. It's just like, well, actually, they're my expectations, then, aren't they? <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. But that doesn't yeah, less exactly. that doesn't lessen the pressure off them. Do you know what I mean? Or the no. or the emotional turmoil they can cause. I'm not I'm not trying to because I know for some people it it can be much harder than others. It definitely can. And sometimes, you know, there are sort of there is outward dialogue against you know or, or, or you know. To, to sort of compound those expectations that, you know, yeah. that, that wasn't something placed on, you know, uh, I, I've experienced it, you know, where, you know, I've uh, made to feel like I, I should be doing better, but actually I've realised that for the reason, it's not that I wasn't doing better, it's not about being better or not better, it's just I wasn't at a phase in my cycle where I could, you know, uh, <clears throat> match that expectation and so yes for the most part the pressures we put on ourselves but they're also and this is part of my work is raising awareness around this so that a we can start to release these pressures from ourselves and b that will have the knock-on effect of like educating a larger uh, you know portion of society um as they sort of um are released but the shame, I think, that comes, you know, because there's a lot of shame around periods. You're like, oh, that's gross. Or like, you know, um, from from everyone, from other girls, it can be uh, equally a, a spiteful. And there is a, you know, an, uh, you know, when you're younger, in your teenage years, to, you know, to be told, oh, by a boyfriend, you're gross. <laughs> that is... <clears throat> significantly damaging <laughs> like yeah, as you go because yeah, yeah. you just think oh i'm gross and then that's a, just a traumatizing thing and but and i just think with this with more education about it that will from, from both sides and including more communication you know if, when, if parents can teach their children in a different way that but, will start to be released but there's also because this is a point you were saying earlier that um at certain phases of the cycle is you can become more inward and feel more mm-hmm. pressure, feel more self-critical. So if your clumsy 14, 15, 16-year-old boyfriend at that time says, oh, gross, that's not the time. It's not the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to hit really hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if it's at the other end of the cycle, you might be like, you're such a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And because yeah. you're, you're feeling much stronger, you're feeling much more confident. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you but... might actually kick him to the curb and realise he's a low IQ crayon eater. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Because some um, of this is but... also gets wrapped up in... Cause I, I, and I, I just want to make this point, because sometimes... And we'll keep this based on the, the, the menstrual cycle, but because self-esteem is a huge issue, right? For, for, for regardless of whether you're male or fisher. Uh, female right it's a huge huge issue for a lot of people so if you unfortunately receive criticism at the wrong part of the cycle 
uh, especially with somebody that you're vulnerable with and intimate with, right? And that can crush your self-esteem, which leads into bigger problems that aren't related to the menstrual cycle. It's just at the moment it had that criticism had the biggest impact is because of the menstrual cycle, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Because then um, if, if you're, if that carries on and you're, and you have low self-esteem and you're low in self-confidence as, as cycles continue, it, it doesn't, it won't necessarily pick up again. You won't suddenly feel great and brilliant because somebody has said something that you've really taken to heart. And you lose that confidence in yourself. You lose that confidence in your beauty. You lose that confidence in your expression. You lose that confidence in, in who you are, what your self-worth is, what your self-value is. You know. <clears throat> so and and I think this is like you saying, like when we can be so clumsy around these subjects that you then things you experience as a teenager are still affecting you when you're thirty. I don't know why I'm doing all these hand gestures because nobody can see them. Yeah, I appreciate them. (laughs) (laughs) I can see. Um, Yes, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we lived at least from those with us with a cycle? If if we were able to live in a world where not only was it respected but perhaps revered as maybe it once was for you know th- for the for the wisdom that it's able to 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 give women um and and that you know are that children grew up you know girls and boys grew up understanding that and women especially grew up understanding it in themselves it's much more um empowering place to grow up from rather than think rather than getting like a you know a really like perfunctory biology lesson on the cycle you know i I do i agree sex ed or something no no i I definitely agree there's the the thing this can get very complicated and it can get very political which is the the one thing i'm not about to get into another twitter rant right but no don't <laughs> the very things you're talking about are the very uh, the feminine side of the reproduction cycle all right yeah which the... i can speak from because it's my lived experience i right. understand yeah. that yeah. i can't give the the, the counterpoint for, right. for you right so i 100 percent agree with you but the problem is the 40-hour work week is an industrial masculine cycle Mm-hmm. So I agree 100% that we need better understanding, we need better education, better communication. But you can't have the yin without the yang. So, so and look, and I'm not proposing I have the answers, right, for crying out loud. If I've got the answers, <laughs> you're in trouble, real trouble, right? <clears throat> but a lot, a lot of this is to do with we've lost you know for various different reasons right roles in society are changing but the human species isn't we can try and be as evolved so like we're talking about how evolved we are right and we're evolving and being enlightened but we're ignoring the female cycle and the female role and we're ignoring the male cycles and the male roles and i mean that with both responsibilities do you know what i mean you can't 
expect females to take one role and excuse men from their accountability in the other role. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And vice, do, do you see what I'm saying? It's you're mm -hmm. trying to blend both energies, but promote the female energy. If that makes sense. I think I'd turn it more, give it space. Uh, we said I, earlier, I, so, you know, I'm using energy because you use the terms yin and yang. Yes. Okay. So, I, I, so we touched on it earlier saying like, you cannot make one the other. They are their yeah. own entities. And, and we all like, and I, you know, I'm, it's, I never mean this conversation ever to be kind of like a male bashing conversation. It's not. No, no. That, I, I think we've actually done not, a pretty civilized job of, of having a conversation yeah. about it. So. <laughs> it's just realizing the facts that there is a lack of awareness and education that has um, caused uh, that has gone to cause as well this um, this um, negative dialogue and shame that goes around it. But you know, it's not really a kind of a replacing of a no. thing. It's just creating an addition. So we don't want to just say, okay, well, now we just need to like promote females. It's just because we do live in this masculine energy society, it would just be nice to be able to create the space also to express the, our female energy, which isn't currently given a space. For example, in some countries, and I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, that, uh, somewhere like Sweden or something, uh, uh, companies are introducing a period policy in the workplace, which gives women the first day of their cycle off because they understand that, um, giving a woman a woman a time to rest during the time she bleeds will be better for them in the long run because they'll they'll have taken that time and they're then more productive later and also um as an employee a woman is benefiting by um you know uh, uh, for her mental health uh, receiving this um, time of rest so it's a bit of a win-win uh, she's more productive later in the workplace <laughs> and and you know for the company and she's also getting some time for herself to rest when she needs so there are like incentives being like that so I, it's I, not really like we're not replacing a system we're just creating a difference i, I can inclusive. yeah I, I i think i have heard about some of these companies i'm always interested to know what the work involved is mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? and because i look in terms of like you, you said it yourself. You, you're able to do your work around your cycles. Right. Mm -hmm. I work in care. I wouldn't be able to do that around a woman's cycle. That I, you know, I, I work in care. It's a twenty four seven industry in a business. I, I wouldn't be able to do a rotor around a woman's cycle. But it probably doesn't. And Jesus Christ, I could get shot here. But it probably doesn't have the same demands that a factory job or a high profile job does or a high stress job does that it would have the same impact on cycles if that makes sense yeah so and it, i get this sorry. Sorry. no no come, come. Uh, i was gonna say i get this question asked me a lot as well you know oh you know this is a really nice idea but you know i'm a really busy mum. i've got a job and a house and da, 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 da. you know i've got everything going on and my work is certainly not going to like uh, incorporate a period policy to give me the first day of my period off and i'm uh, okay but that doesn't mean that you still can't work with that energy it means 
Maybe, I, I, um, I'm sorry. I think the point that I was sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The point I was trying to make is, I think the best way that this moves forward is identifying the work environments where that is easily manageable, and how it's manageable. Do you know what I mean? Because there, there'll be some jobs, there'll be some jobs, some roles that actually you you could manage that. And what I'm saying is, I don't know all of the details of these companies. I, I don't know how they're financed, how they're making their money, what it is that they're doing that is productive. Do, do, do you know what I mean? But if, you, if we can get to a place where we have the dialogue about it, you might be able to identify industries where actually this is really manageable to do things like period days. And like you say, long term, that becomes much more productive for the people, much more productive for the company. And then recognise mm-hmm. industries that that's not as viable. You know, so like, I don't know why it comes to my head, but I'd imagine if you're a trawlerman going out into the middle of the ocean, a period cycle, we can't work around that. We've got to chuck out nets when they've got to go out. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Yes. And, I, and, you know, it's a relatively like new concept. Yeah. And like every, every new, um, <laughs> new, um, you know, policy in all respects, there are, are always like teething issues to be worked out, but it's just about baby companies exploring that idea, um, seeing what might be possible. And even if a day off isn't possible, then maybe, you know, lighter tasks or not as heavy tasks. I see, I see like where you're coming from and yeah, maybe in a sort of office situation, that's going to be much more manageable because yeah. there's often like projects to be worked around and mm. that can be scheduled and the, you know, the more sort of, uh, responsible you are for your own workload. Um, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I, I honestly don't have enough information on it, but I think it has to be no. something that's worth exploring because yeah, from, from a business point of view, surely if it's manageable, it's manageable and it, yeah. it's going to be more productive. Do you know what I mean? And it's, but like I said, I, I don't have enough information or enough knowledge to understand where it can be done and how it can be done. But do I think it should be explored and explored? Because sometimes when we explore things <clears throat> and we come up with, no, that doesn't work, we don't ask why it's not working. And is there a solution to why it's not working? Because <clears throat> we do live in a society that has changed massively. So we, like you say, like one of the definitions of being evolved is, is recognising the needs of everybody in your society. And the way we do that is explore ways that society can become more functional. Yeah. I it's agree. a very black and white I... way of looking at it, I know. But... <clears throat> yes. Um, but yes, definitely something that should be looked at. And in the meantime, while, while that's not becoming a mainstream policy within the workplace there's lots that can be done you know within the structures that we work in um to observe these energy levels um you know self-employed or not and you know sometimes you know in terms of resting during menstruation if you can't have the day if you can't have a day off then maybe it possible to take you know little pockets of time it means not going into work early that week certainly not staying late 
um, because you know nobody has to do that. We're employed, you know, for you know, or contracted for X amount of hours. There should be at least a phase in the month where you know uh, overtime is not the expectation, um, and you know, taking full lunch breaks. I, you know, when I was working in a sort of nine to five office job, I was the only one that sat and took the whole 60 minutes. Like everyone's so keen to work through, but doing things like that. We all, we all know that maybe, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe on, you know, for mums on the school run, maybe uh, they can team up with their friends and their friends can do the school run for them when they're, when they need to take rest and they can return the favor or, um, not going above and beyond, like communicating um, with our partners more about, do you know what, I really need some help this week. Like I can't just power through and cook dinner and do washing and all the other <clears> things <throat> that normally I I don't mind or that I have the energy to do. This week I need some help. And so about... I can I can I can help with that bit because we I discussed this yes. with Corolla when we did the menopause. Right. Yes. So ladies, if you're listening, when it's that time of your cycle. Do not tell your partner I could do some with some help because of this. Give him a chores list and tell him what you need him to do because he'll understand that. Mm, good, good knowledge. Okay. No, no, but seriously, right. when, when Crowley and I were discussing that, right, yeah. this is what we realised. It's just like, no, no, it's how you communicate. I need help because of this. I don't know what help is. I, d I don't know what you mean yeah. when you say I need help. So don't tell me I need help. You can put it, you can put it help chores list. That's fine. I can understand the go-to code of, okay, it's help week, right? But in help week, write it as a list. On Monday, you do this. On Tuesday, you do that. On Wednesday, you do that. That's And it, it doesn't matter whether it's run me a bath, put the kids to bed. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it means Tuesday, go and do the shopping, right? Mm -hmm. Structure it in a way that a bloke will be receptive to it. Because he'll understand instructions and orders. But when you say, I need help, I've no fucking idea what that means. Yeah, it's too. Because uh, I would broad. never. It could mean anything. Exactly. Because <laughs> I would never say to one of my mates, I need help. I say, I need a help moving the sofa. I need a hand. Can you pick me up on Tuesday? It's, I need help. I need hand. A hand is then followed with the instruction. And that's how we communicate. So I know it sounds incredibly boring because you should just know. We don't. And it doesn't matter how much you bang on at us about it. We're not going to know. But give us a list of instructions and you realise we read quite well. Hmm. Well, I think this is where the beauty of having this conversation with the opposite sex, it, you know, this is where like the revelations start to come yeah. up because this is the communication that's yeah. needed to have. Like, but I think women don't feel like for whatever reasons, their own, their own expectations of themselves or, you know, their, their, you know, their it's... own self-esteem that's happened, but they don't feel like they can communicate that because somehow it makes them feel like they're being less than because they can't maintain that his, his, sort of inner summer. Okay, can I, can, can I give you a bloke's perspective? Of, Please. Right, okay. so this is how we experience it. When you talk to your mm -hmm. friends and say, I just need help, they all say, yeah, I know. We've no idea what it is you know that we don't because it's an emotional experience. 
that we don't have. We don't have it. So when, when you're talking to your female friends and it's just like, he doesn't get me, he doesn't understand me. We're nodding in agreement because you're right, we don't get you and we don't understand you, right? And we can't because we don't ovulate, we don't have menstrual cycles, right? So, and then you like, you feel ashamed, you feel embarrassed, you don't feel at your best. And I'm looking at you thinking, well, I still think you look great in those hot pants. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I can't see yeah. a physical difference. You are an absolute yeah. emotional turmoil in a roller coaster. I can't see that and I can't feel it. And I have nothing tangible to put me in that place. Right? But if you give me like a, a code like, okay, that's help week, right? Help day starts here. Here's your list of things I need you to do. We will just get on with it because we understand that. Yeah. The the oh, pro get... the problem is you try and bridge it, and I'm only I'm not saying that alleviates your frustration as a woman. I'm just explaining we are not going to experience. Here's another way: I'm never going to experience a woman's orgasm. You're never going to experience ejaculation. But we never try to pretend we're going to. But you want mm -hmm. understanding for a physical thing that I cannot experience. But what you need is for me to be helpful and, not, and to actually ease everything that's going on in that, in that cycle, in that phase of the cycle. You need me to do things without being told. But you don't want to give me a set of instructions. That is sometimes the case. I don't think it's the case for everybody. No, no, I no. Mean, we are generalising. We are generalising. Yeah. But I do agree. <clears throat> I mean, for myself in my own relationship, I'm very um, open about, like, what help means. Or, um, just you're a menstrual cycle coach. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I also, you know, I'm in a long-term relationship and I understand the way my partner works as well. So it's a bit of give and take. Like... It, it, it's quite difficult to do, like in a new relationship, like talking yeah. about any personal thing. Might oh, Christ, do, yeah. But in a, it's a minefield. Yeah, like I mean, that minefield is not going there. But, you know, in a, you know, a long-term relationship... Well, no, because let's be honest, right? In, in the early terms of relationship, it's can I touch or can't I? Oh, it's a don't touch week, okay? We'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, that's all that's important. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's not so black and white and and this is where we get back to like being like a lived experience like some women don't touch weak will not be the one, same ones as other women's and it no. might not even be that there is like a don't touch weak it's just you know about again like having a conversation and you know in all ways like in relationships you know removing that kind of like awkward uh, you know and whether they're society or self put on shames, but re removing them and being able to like communicate with each other, especially in like long-term relationships. I mean, I know my partner, I don't, well, I know how he ticks and I know how he needs to like understand information, which, yeah. you know, is clear and directly. <laughs> um, and so when I, you know, um, when I need to communicate my needs of like what help means, um, yeah, it can be really clear, but I think, 
this uh, framework that I spoke about in, in the seasons is a really nice way for like both to understand in a more tangible way. Men understand what spring, summer, autumn, winter means. And if a woman can sort of put it in that container and explain it in that way, it makes it understandable for both people to um, in the relationship to be able to understand what that means and then that's got you on a kind of like, okay, we're seeing from the same page. Now, this is what I need help with in winter. I need help with like cooking and cleaning and X, Y, and Z. Make a yeah, list but that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That That's what men need to understand. That That's what needs to be communicated to men is when you yes. say help, what help means. Yes. Do you know what yes. it is? It's help means I do not book a fucking night out with a load of people. We're not doing it. Yeah. Right. For, yeah. Do not invite people round. It's not happening. I will not be happy. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. you're, you know, it, it does mean you need to take care of dinner that day. You need to go and do this shopping. You need to, you know, do not ask me to pick up something for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it yeah. is. It's keep the diary clear. I don't need extra, but you have to explain to men what that means. If, yeah. if you look, I'm not saying you, you know, d different people will have different partners. But if you're having problems with your partner, that'll be why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, more direct. Yeah, I do. Men very much enjoy that sort of logic in a situation. It's, it's how we talk to each other. That. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even Look, my. You, you, with dad, respect, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But with respect, you know, you and I know each other. I, I know who your partner is. You've seen us all together. It's brutal. Yeah. It's so brutal. <laughs> I have to say that, that that's how we talk to each other. But we we're actually all good mates. Yes, yeah. As an experience of being um, the driver for the evening and carrying my partner yeah. <laughs> and hanging out with you guys the evening, I was like, wow. Yeah. I'll just um, be over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I get, I get that. Um, but even, even my dad, bless him, and he's he's really supportive of of everything that I've that I do. And he said to me, he said, I wish that I was taught this as a young boy. He said, I just thought it was I needed to stay away from your mother during this phase because I didn't understand and I didn't know what to do. And and that's. And that's basically what we've been saying is because yeah. he didn't know what to do. And th there is like this communication that needs to happen. And if we had the better education or at least there were, you know, I think, spaces for more conversation and I awareness from both sides. I think the element that needs to be understood is communication. Right? Yes. And the, the thing that I think always trips up is men try to communicate. And again, I'm stereotyping, right? you're a menstrual, uh, a menstrual cycle coach. I also coach people on self-esteem and performance, right? So you and I have a very different way of communicating to different people. Mm -hmm. right? So you and I will adapt how we talk and the language we use to talk to people. It's kind of our skill set, right? Yeah. Generalizing through public, it's if you want somebody to understand, so you and I know this through coaching, if you want somebody to understand a point of view, you talk to them in their language, the way that they would explain it. And that's what I'm saying is sometimes a lot of this gets missed with men because you try and explain it to them as if they were a woman. And they're just going to sit there 
and eventually just nod in agreement and then you get angry because they still don't get it but yeah. they're like i understand yeah like, it is really challenging um but half of the problem is and women not having this awareness of themselves their bodies yeah. yeah of themselves i mean you know it's you know the scary thing is it's really not uncommon for a woman to feel like once a month she wants to break up with her partner and that's how bad yeah. like an imbalance cycle can be and that's not okay that's not normal and i'd just like to say that you know periods uh you know uh, extremely heavy periods uh, painful periods imbalanced periods uh, extreme pms they are common but they are not normal that's not how the body you know in a balance cycle should work and it's not okay to feel like once a month you want to break up with your your partner or your husband and, or to want to snap and... his neck <laughs> yeah but but for women to be able to have this awareness in their own bodies of what's going on i mean i hope because once you have that awareness and once you start working with it it kind of opens the doors for more things like i said um you know i like to use my the, my sharpness in the in the autumn to like be able to set those boundaries in place for myself and be like this is not okay this mm. is what needs to happen this is what i need help with and you know and boundaries in all ways in all sort of you know um schools of thought are, are really important setting them for you know for ourselves for our physical emotional um um whatever needs they are to ex respect our own boundaries and what we need and so by being able to set those naturally leads on to being able to have a conversation where to say this is what i need to happen mm. so, so <clears throat> i'm just getting conscious of time now is yes okay that's right um so what would you like with so if, if somebody's coming to see you what would you like them to to do is there a preparation is there something they're going to take away? So I say to everyone, you know, you start where you are. You start exactly as you are where you are. You don't need to have done anything or know anything or have done any work. If you are a person who um, has a cycle, has had a cycle, because we haven't even touched on that. That's like a massive conversation. You can, you don't, if you are some, not all women bleed. Not all those that bleed are women. That's just a fact of our of our of the age we live in. And uh, you know, there's lots of reasons women might bleed: hysterectomy, menopause, pregnancy, uh, PCOS, like so many different imbalances. And so there are other ways of working with a cyclical energy, even if you don't have a period. So you literally just need to um, be curious and um, ha have a desire to. Um, have more joy in your life. I mean, that's really what I say. This is about finding more joy and balance. And that's what the menstrual cycle can, can bring. And so n there's nothing anyone needs to have done or be doing, just an openness to want to create change it's the it's the same you know old same you know if the first step in creating meaningful change is, is awareness of, of a problem and if you're aware that there's a problem in uh, or something that's not bringing you joy uh, pms or imbalance cycle you know any number of like um imbalanced reasons whether that's uh, a pcos or just really bad pms or whether you're 
uh, fed up and tired and fed up with your body and blindsided by your cycle every month, frustrated that it keeps catching you unawares, you keep going on holiday, you keep having a period and it's really annoying (laughs) for any reason, like (laughs) just that little curiosity to wanting to understand your body a little bit more. And um, I like to describe the cycle like an internal compass. That's the best way. It's an internal compass that can guide you to a whole new level of wisdom inside your body that's been there the whole time um, and just creating your awareness around that. And that's to want to delve into that a bit deeper is is the only thing needed, (laughs) a curiosity and a desire for more joy. (laughs) Well, then that's the perfect place to stop. Thank you very much.